Let's get ready to Monday. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Make Alive. I don't know. It's simply the week doesn't feel the same if we don't get to spend this little bit of time together. And it's so nice to see so many of you. Remember, you're watching us on YouTube, on Facebook, but all the cool kids are watching us on LinkedIn. I hope you had a wonderful and safe weekend. And I'm seeing tons of comments coming in already. James Tate is in Sacramento uh, with Shedder Electric. Thank you so much for coming in and joining us. Panels uh, Estimating LLC, all the way in beautiful Florida, are here to join us as well. And they're saying they're very excited for the show. Well, let us know your team name, uh, some of your people. We'll give them a little shout out as part of the episode. And no matter who you are or where you're watching us from, let us know inside the comments now. We would love to give you a shout out. Nika is all about family. But here on this Monday, we've got some really exciting updates about what Nika is doing to bring the entire family together. So I don't know about you. You're here. I'm here. We're all here. Let's get started. So many of you coming in from all across the country. It is great to see you. Hello and welcome to another edition of Nika Live. If we haven't met before, my name is David Mead. This is the show where we bring you the latest and the greatest from the National Electrical Contractors Association. Consider this the cutting edge news network of Nika, and that will get you close to what we like to do here every single week. We are inching ever closer to Nika 2021 Nashville. I don't know about you. I am so excited to have us all coming back together. It is the electrical construction industry's number one convention and trade show, and it is returning in person this October 9 through 12. And until then, Nika Live is going to be the place to get the biggest and the best updates, to get excited for this once-in-a-lifetime event. I wish... I could tell you what we have in store for this breathtaking event. We know this is our big opportunity to come together and we are not wasting it. So you can catch us live here on LinkedIn, Facebook and YouTube every single Monday or as part of the Nika Podcast Network the very next morning. So tune in wherever you like to listen and check back on all of the amazing back catalogue. There is tons of great content out there. Speaking of great content, we've got great people as well. Uh, Joel Petersham is coming in. Joel, long time no see. Joel is a great friend uh, from Milwaukee Tool of everyone at Nika. I had a lovely time getting a good catch up with him uh, over the course of our last virtual conventions. And Joel, I will see you in the flesh on the stand. We've got Chuck Bowser uh, is coming in from the Let's, Let's Talk Cabling podcast. That sounds like a rock and roll podcast, Chuck. I will be looking it up to see that I can check it out. So today I am excited to be joined by two really special guests to discuss an initiative that has been a major focus for NECA in the past year. It really is crucial to the future of the electrical construction industry. It involves having meaningful and important and authentic conversations all across the industry. I'm talking about diversity, equity and inclusion. And NECA made waves late last year with the announcement of a focused task force designed to tackle these issues head on every single day so that we can improve uh, the way the industry approaches these important areas. And here to give us 
an update on DE and I at Nika are Ronald Bailey. And actually, if 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 you haven't seen it, Ronald was one of the original Nika livers. I like to call him. He was uh, one of the one of the one of the founding fathers of Nika Live. I think we might have had Ron here, maybe on his very first week in the job, or at least it was pretty darn early. I know that he is Nika's vice president of industry development, and we've got Sam Locker, the assistant manager of the Central Indiana chapter for Nika. Both of them are members of the DE&I task force at Nika, and they are key pieces of this initiative overall. I'm delighted to be joined by both of you, Ron and Sam. Welcome to Nika Live. Thank you, David. It's a pleasure to be here with you. It is fantastic to have you. Ron, I need to check. Didn't I have you on like the moment you took up the position? Wasn't it really early? It was very early, David. I called myself Nika's newest pair of hands, at least called myself at that time Nika's newest pair of hands because I'd only been in the job about a week. That's right. I remember. Well, you're well out of your probationary period now. So, Ron, you can say anything you like at this point. You're pretty safe. How about you, Sam? This is your first time with Nika Live. We are delighted to have you join us. Where are you coming from today? Good afternoon, David. Yeah, this is my first time on Nika Live. I'm coming here from uh, sunny Indianapolis, Indiana. And so I'm excited to talk about the, the initiative and uh, discuss with the general and you. Well, when you say sunny, you do realize that I'm coming to you from Ireland. So I barely understand the definition of that word, Sam. But I will look it up in the dictionary <laughs> afterwards. I hear it's a lovely, I hear it's a lovely word. Um, so look, uh, thank you so much because I know you're both super busy uh, making a difference every day. And I'm delighted that you've taken time to join me. Ron, we'll kick it off with you. A really large part of your role at NECA has been helping people to embrace diversity, equity and inclusion in the industry overall but also within their companies. So what have you learned about the people at Nika since joining the team last year and also about the desire to be very authentic, meaningful and impactful agents of progress in this area? Well, David, I think you said it when uh, in, in your introduction when you described Nika as a family. And what I will add to that is that what I've experienced is that they're engaging, they're understanding and that they're caring. In addition to that, they work extremely well together. And so this this working together as a team really sets uh, Nika apart from many organizations of it, that I've been a part of. Uh, this type of environment or harmony that comes about just doesn't happen. It happens because we have uh, leadership from the top that's, that's pushing that same environment and then establishing a, a what I call a work climate where people enjoy being together. They appreciate each other. They show acceptance to each other. And the, the attention that you get, just uh, that family-oriented attention is really special and fantastic. So uh, that's what I've experienced over the past year. And I see great things happening because that's the culture of the National Electrical Contractors Association. Do you know, I think it's so true. And I mean it when I say a family. I I attend hundreds of events every single year. And I know they're all going to eventually come back in person, Ron. But I know something different happens when I walk into a NECA event. It is genuinely like the whole building sort of puts their arms around mm -hmm. you, whether you're an old timer that have been there for 20 years or just been there a member for 20 weeks. It's, it's really special. And I think that's the important part about families, isn't it? Sometimes families need to have tough conversations about what they need to do to improve. And, and ultimately, when we look at diversity, equity and inclusion, it is driven by our willingness to have open conversations, Ron. That's right. And in addition to uh, that, David, it's one of those things where because, because there's respect that exists, 
uh, people are allowed to say what they need to say. And I think it allows them to make a difference in the organization because top top to bottom, bottom to top, uh, people are respected. And so when you have that kind of approval, that kind of encouragement, it creates comfort, it creates support, and it shows that you care. And that that all together just makes uh, what I call the I call the the, the the three A's: acceptance, appreciation, and attention. And those three A's. When you have that in, a, in, a, in an organization, it really makes that organization move, uh, work smoothly together, and we are able to do the things that we need to do in terms of carrying out the mission. The other thing I'll add uh, to it, David, also, is that there's some pretty neat core values that NECA stands by, and uh, those core values are the things that I think create uh, an environment that allow uh, NECA to be the organization that it is. Uh, those core values of customer focus, leadership, partnership, accountability, excellence, stewardship, and community all says it all. That that in itself just sets a, sets Nico apart. Yeah, I think it's true, Ron, because I think what I find so special about them is they are actually human traits, aren't they? And so many organizations set their values, their cultures, their missions around the organizational objectives, around the targets, around the goals, around the strategy. And of course, all of that stuff does matter. But all of these organizations and associations, all of these businesses, all of our NECA members are made up of people. And one thing that I'm reminded, the first ever time that we had David Long on NECA Life, it might have been episode one. And as I cast my mind back, I think that that was 77 years ago of Nikolai. I think it was roughly seven. I mean, there or thereabouts. And he said that his key strategic priority was to make sure that diversity, equity and inclusion was at the beginning and end of every conversation. Um, and I know that a key piece of these discussions always come back to this fact that every person brings their own history, their own experience, their own points of view to a company, to an association, and creating an environment where these experiences can be shared and listened to can really enrich an organization of any size, Ron. Yeah, David, I call that force multipliers. And I, I say force multipliers because there's a business case out there that says that when, in fact, you're using all of the input, all of the ideas, all of the thoughts from the entire organization, the organization is more innovative, people stay longer, people uh, enjoy each other, and they create this environment like you described earlier as a family environment where you just can't wait to get back to work. And you were talking earlier about the hugging, even though we've had COVID and we miss each other, this this existed in, in Nika long before then because of just so many people caring about each other. And it's not just about the mission. It's about what I call the total package. It's the mission. It's the person. It's the organization. Absolutely. And Sam, of course, Nika's DE&I task force was formed last year with the specific mission of developing an awareness and an education platform to foster a very real work environment within the electrical industry that supports each person's, each individual's unique differences. So how has that approach evolved over the last few months? How has it shifted and changed? Yes, um, I would say the task force really has been able to see a few of our initiatives um, really take shape this year. Uh, a lot of the work last year was um, firstly to educate ourselves as a task force on the topic of diversity and equity. Um, so that included taking educational training, um, reading literature, taking tests, 
um, just doing anything that could help us get a sense of what exactly an inclusive environment should be like. And still the um, task force is still taking education courses because we can continue to learn more and continue to do better. Um, but after we took those education courses, we then uh, implemented the ones that we found beneficial into our NECA national events. Um, so the initiative uh, of developing awareness and slow, has been slowly evolving this year um, by having the topic of diversity, equity, inclusion be prevalent in all our meetings and uh, throughout the industry. And it's been really cool to see um, what it's been really cool to see other task forces, other programs other things forming across the nation, which is exactly what we wanted to see where the conversation has been started, that we need to change the industry and the topic of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Absolutely. And Sam, do you know what? Sometimes just by placing it on the agenda, it makes it easier for people to have that conversation, doesn't it? But by by knowing that it is something that will be discussed, that is central to everything that we're doing, I think sometimes some individuals who maybe haven't taken a training course on DE&I, who are worried about saying the wrong thing, they don't realize that actually if you embrace it in a, in, you know, if you run towards it in a warm and open way, if your intentions are strong and good, I think by adding it to the agenda of every event, of every meeting, it normalizes the conversation so that hopefully we don't need to overthink it every single time, Sam. And it becomes, of course, today it is a it is a priority that we're choosing to make, but it becomes just a natural part of our culture. Hopefully, Sam, that we don't need to overthink in our organization's and at our meetings. Exactly, yes. We wanted just initially to start the conversation, have people comfortable with having that kind of kind of, kind of conversation. Um, that's exactly what we we're looking for on the early stages of this uh, initiative. Super, super. And Ron, based on your conversations with NECA staff, with chapters and members in the last year, what are some of the steps that you think individuals can take to, to actually build a, a more diverse and inclusive industry? What are some of the simple things? Because I think that this is such a, a huge area and some individuals may see it as a minefield because they don't want to offend anyone. They don't want to say the wrong thing. They don't want to rustle any feathers. But for an individual who is in an organization across North America or beyond, they see that change needs to happen. They see that these conversations need to occur, but they're not sure what to do first. Ron, what advice would you have for them? So I would start by saying celebrate the differences. And recognize that we are different. We have these these cultural differences. And when we think about diversity, diversity is not an easy thing. It, it can be difficult and that's okay. That's what we want to understand. But be a good listener. And sometimes people they think they want to listen with their ears only. I say listen with your ears and your eyes because that allows you to sense an environment that allows you to hear what a person's saying. But then Organize events, do different things to recognize the different cultures. You can also have uh, food events where you can bring in the different cultures of, of uh, types of food that a different group may partake in and share that. That's, that's just a wonderful aspect of it. And then do historical events or programs that allow you to learn about uh, the different people and culture in your organization. And remember that when you look at a picture of America, uh, the picture of America has always been one of a melting pot. And so celebrate that, respect that, and, and do things to make sure everyone feels that they're appreciated, feels that their input 
and what they're doing is being considered by the organization. Oh, do you know what? You bring up such a good point because I think there is this sense that in some organizations, not many, in some organizations where DE&I is seen as like a compliance thing that we have to do, it's a module that I need to cover as part of my my training, but actually to, to celebrate our differences and, you know, making it about fun and engaging events around food, around culture, around history, around shared history, but also differing and divergent history as well. I, I, I particularly love the food one. Serious question, Ron, as uh, you know, as a, as a guy from Ireland, could I bring Guinness to that? Does that meet the criteria? <laughs> I think Guinness will just change the whole dynamics of it and make it even more enjoyable. Ron, uh, that is our traditional breakfast here in Ireland. So I'll save you one for when you visit. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll tell you this, David, that I I also look at it as a a talent management. And so we're managing our talent. Too often we become so focused on the word diversity, but get focused on you're managing the talent of your organization. And that's what leaders do. Manage their talent, making sure they're doing the things that they should be doing to ensure that they're in the right seats. They're 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 doing all the things they can do to uh, ensure that someone can be the best they can be. So I call it talent management. Yeah, I think that is a, a really good way of of. Of, of, of positioning it so that it's a positive conversation and doesn't seem like something where someone may say or, or, or do necessarily the wrong thing. And Sam, obviously, this is a, a long-term initiative that will continue to evolve in the months and years to come. And, and I think the great thing that we must all recognize is that there is no such thing as a firm end date. When we have done this seven times or when we've ticked these three boxes, there is no single mission accomplished. There is always progress to be made, always conversations to be having. Every one of them helps a person's voice and presence and contribution feel valued. What are some of the things that you're hoping to focus on in the near and in the long term as this initiative continues to grow? Yeah, David, well said. Um, this The task force realizes that changing the entire industry takes some time. And uh, to quote the general, uh, he, I believe I'm saying it right, he said, it takes some time to change the course in a large battleship. So this task force is well aware that you know, we're in it for the long haul and we understand that this task probably won't be completed by the time even we're done with uh, with the group. So due to the nature of this initiative, we've taken a lot of time um, at the early stages, brainstorming, planning, and then implementing multi-year strategic plans so that we can uh, have attainable goals to reach every single year. Um, and with having that multi-year objective, um, that multi-year objective list in place, it's been able to help us, you know, continue this race. It's it's very easy to get caught up in wanting to see instant change, and sometimes we sprint for that change as hard as we can. But usually, uh, unfortunately, you usually burn out um, when you do it like that way. So it was imperative for our task force to prepare ourselves for the marathon uh, that we uh, signed up for. And with the preparation, where we were confident that diversity, equity, inclusion um, initiative would continue to move forward. So in the near term, um, like I said before, we're trying to build awareness. Um, just trying to get people educated on the topic of diversity and inclusion. And then the long term, we are really hoping that the topic of diversity, equity, inclusion will be as prevalent and accepted in our industry as um, the safety initiative was not too long ago. Do you know what? I, I, I really do think that that is, a, that is an important, that is an achievable, and that is a sensible goal. And what you said is so true, Sam, because real change that lasts 
that is meaningful, that people take on board, and that becomes part of who we are, is actually evolutionary. It's not revolutionary. It's so easy for us to convince ourselves that, oh, well, you know, we've made this a strategic focus for two years now. How far have we gotten? Well, the truth is every conversation moves us sometimes an inch, sometimes a fraction of an inch, sometimes barely a millimeter. Now, I realize as North Americans, you've no idea what a millimeter is, but it's very popular over here in Europe, I can assure you. I'll, I'll send you a millimeter meter in the post they're they're all the rage over here but it is those small little changes that contribute and sam how what sort of evolution have you seen over the course of the last few years are you starting to see change are you starting to see these conversations become a real habit sam yeah so in all honesty i'm fairly new to nika i've been a part of nika for two years so i couldn't necessarily say i've been a part to see the full evolution of the change but to speak on it personally, um, the NECA staff associate program, which was a, I was involved in last year, um, I could really tell that NECA National placed a lot more emphasis and bolstered that uh, association program to really provide all the kind of education, training, and networking opportunities needed to be successful as a chapter manager. And, uh, per, and they also provided mentorship opportunities which I could see would be personally the one of the best parts of the program. And what I found the most beneficial um, was having someone come alongside me and just to show me the do's and don'ts and the pitfalls to avoid. So I believe that is something we need to see more in our industry. Giving folks an opportunity, uh, giving folks equal opportunity is a great thing. Um, but however, we need to have some sort of mentorship or having people come alongside those uh, just to show them the ropes in order for them to be successful. So I feel like embracing the value of mentorship uh, can do wonders for a person and also gives them the confidence in their own ability to be successful. And that is something I'd like to see more in the future in our industry. You know what fascinates me is we often convince ourselves that, well, what is learning? Learning is some fantastic PowerPoint slides, some great handouts, maybe staple bound, perhaps even comb bound if you're lucky. But when you talk about mentorship, that's when the real alchemy happens, isn't it, Sam? Because your mentor doesn't just become a teacher. They become a sounding board. They become someone to agitate and disrupt your thinking. So I think you're so right. While the learning objectives in mentorship don't always seem quite as clear i think the impact that it can have can really be phenomenal i would say i would say ron you must have had a couple good mentors in your previous careers absolutely david i i live on three ships leadership friendship and mentorship those are three ships that i travel upon so uh, i i think the uh, mentorship aspect of it is not only having someone who will set an example for you but you also give the you give back when you become the mentor after you spent years and years in an organization and the things that you've learned, now you're able to pass on and give back to others so that you can make them uh, have an effective career or change their life based upon your experience and expertise. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to stop you there immediately because that is a T-shirt waiting to happen. I live on three ships, leadership, friendship, and mentorship. Drop everything now, Ron. Go get that printed out on, on a million T-shirts that will sell out in a second. I have seen I have seen much more absolute garbage sell on the internet, but that is good stuff. That is... <laughs> That is, that should be your your biography. I live on three ships. That that, that is the that is the Ron story. I love it. I you know I think leadership's about influence and relationships. The influence that I have on you, and the relationship you have with me, and the influence you have on me. So the leader sets the environment. When the leader sets an environment that's inclusive, uh, that 
gives him and op- him or her the opportunity to use all of the people and make sure it's fair. There's nothing else you can ask for. Absolutely. It's that constant dialogue. And speaking of dialogue, our audience are really getting involved today. Todd Hart is saying, guys, you've got an absolutely great approach. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, let me see. Uh, Vanessa is uh, sharing a lovely link there for nikanet.org forward slash about us forward slash DEI if you want to find out more about the task force. Uh, Tom Shreves is saying hello from the Greater Cleveland chapter. I'm a big fan. And uh, we've even got uh, someone coming in from Egypt. Goodness gracious, we should start charging for this. I would like a dollar a viewer, please, from this point onwards. And uh, Ron and I and Sam can put it towards buying three ships. I want the friendship one. Ron, you can have the leadership um, one. And Sam, you can have the mentorship. And our three ships will sail off into the distance. But before we do, um, one little question for both of you. Any parting words for the NECA audiences? Any way that they can get involved or take steps to help their own companies advance? DE and I, uh, Ron, I'll lead with you first. I'll start by saying, be an agent of change. And being an agent of change meaning that you take your environment. You can't change all of NECA, but you definitely can change your immediate environment. Put your DNA, spread your DNA in terms of leadership uh, and inclusion in your area. The other is be involved. Be involved at all in all aspects, coming to, uh, the, to our national events or conferences and making sure uh, that you are getting engaged and staying engaged and sharing your insight and experience with all of us. And if you have any questions about uh, the task force and the direction that we're going, please don't hesitate to send an email. You can send an email to me or send an email to Sam. And, and the thing that we're doing right now, David, is we're building a strategic plan. I think you've got to have a plan to guide you in terms of where we're going in the future. So we're working on that to get that out uh, so that we can leverage that and also be engaged in all of the events uh, that NECA influences. Absolutely. Thanks, Ron. And Sam, how about you? If someone is out there in their business and they they know they want to make a difference, they know they want to start these conversations, but they're not sure what the first step is, what advice would you have for them? Yeah, I believe the general uh, gave some good good advice and locations where to go to. But as I kind of mentioned before, just really educate yourself. Um, there's loads of material and videos and anything you really can find on the topic of diversity and inclusion. So really just go out there and spend your own time and uh, educate yourself and then go out and have these genuine conversations with others. And I find that would be one of the most beneficial um, things you could do to really understand what it would look like for your own for your own companies. Absolutely. Guys, we this has been, and I'm not just saying this, such a hugely popular event so far. We have got uh, Bill Bradford coming in with big smiles. We've got Krunal Patel coming in. Great to see you. Uh, we've got viewers coming in from uh, coming in from Pittsburgh. And hold on, hold on. We've got a big question from Bert Rice is saying, is Nika still happening in October here in Nashville? Bert, I can assure you, we are going to Nashville. Yeah. If I need to, Bert, I will swim, I will walk, I will cycle, I'll get the general to to commission a ship for me. I can assure you we are going to be there, Bert, so make sure that you and your entire crew are all well set up. Ron, it is always lovely to see you. Cannot wait to see you at the event. Sam, hope that I get to catch up with you in the flesh. You have both been great guests on Nika Live, and I hope you'll come back and join me really soon. 
Looking forward to it. Thanks, David. Thanks, everyone. Take care, guys. And of course, uh, thanks to every single one of you for tuning in every week for us. This is going to continue to be a really important topic around the association and the electrical construction industry as a whole. And we want to encourage all of you to think about how you can be a part of moving us all forward together as one family in the future. And before we go, one last little reminder that we are heading to Nashville. NECA 2021 Nashville is just around the corner. It'll be here before you know it. So make sure that you go to NECAConvention.org or contact meetings at NECANet.org for more information to reserve your spot today. It has been great to catch up with you all. I think this has been my favorite NECA Live in a while. Uh, Ron and Sam are two 11 out of 10 guests. They turned the quality of their appearance up to 11. But don't forget to join us next week here for NECA Live and I will see you there. Take care. Have a good week, everyone. 